0: This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Thursday. The town of Carbondale is starting to wind down its temporary shelter system, and it's looking for help to develop a more regional response to serve new unhoused immigrants in the area come spring.
1: Hallie has the latest. Thanks to a grant from the state, Carbondale will continue to house 40 people until March 31st. That's after over 100 people, mostly from Venezuela, arrived in the Roaring Fork Valley last year. Carbondale has taken on the majority of responsibility to support these individuals, alongside several nonprofits. And come April, the town expects a large number of people will stick around, sleeping in cars and tents on public lands. Rob Stein's been managing Carbondale's newcomer response he spoke at Tuesday's town trustees meeting about how neighboring counties and municipalities have been slow to step up. They're not experiencing what Carbondale has experienced so they're just not they're not feeling the urgency sometimes you have to wait until there's a crisis. Without financial contributions from other local governments or outside funders, Carbondale's nonprofit partners could back out and cripple the town's response plans. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander.
0: Last month, Pickin County Open Space approved the $36 million purchase of Snowmass Falls Ranch. Now, Snowmass Village Town Council has signed a letter of support for the county to sell some of that land to the White River National Forest for wilderness conservation. Caroline Yanez has more.
2: The 650 acres of land in the upper Snowmass Creek Valley is surrounded on three sides by the Maroon Bells Snowmass Wilderness. County officials say that much of that land already has wilderness characteristics, and if the Forest Service were to purchase and manage it, the county could recoup some of the costs to pursue more conservation projects. Snowmass Village Mayor Bill Madsen says he was relieved to see Pitkin County was the buyer.
1: Well, I think it's just, a, you know, it's an amazing piece of property, and it absolutely needs to be to be locked up from... Private use.
2: Madsen signed the letter of support to the U.S. Forest Service with the backing of all town council members. It says the town prides itself on its connection to the natural world through the shared boundary with the wilderness area and says the Forest Service's acquisition of the area would help preserve both wildlife habitat and public access for hikers. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News.
0: The Garfield RE2 School Board will extend its superintendent Heather Grumley's contract by one year. Her new contract lasts until May 2025. That's after an outpouring of support for Grumley from parents and community members at a recent board meeting. Grumley has served as superintendent since 2020 and has been with RE2 for over 30 years. According to recent surveys, she has an 86% approval rating among district staff. Despite her popularity, the school board hasn't always been supportive of Grumley. In emails obtained via an open records request, then board president Tony May wrote to school board members across the state of Colorado last spring, asking for resources on how to line up a candidate to replace Grumley when her contract expired in May of 2024. Roaring Fork High School has officially posted its open principal position for next school year. That's after current principal Megan Bayardo told families earlier this month that she'll be resigning in the fall. Bayardo is in her third year leading Roaring Fork High School, and before that, she was the assistant principal at Basalt High. District officials say they'll follow a standard hiring process and will include staff and community members in that. Bayardo says she'll also help the school with its candidate search. Some employees at the Aspen Airport will have to pay to park or take public transportation over spring break. That's from March 22nd through the 27th. Their parking passes, which normally allow them to park for free on-site, will be deactivated that week. But there will still be some limited free parking in the cell phone lot on a first-come, first-served basis. The airport says it's just a temporary change meant to open up parking for customers during a busy travel week. In the latest edition of our Lift Line series, Kim Reichelm is a legend in the world of extreme skiing. She's a two-time world champion and has spent the last 35 years leading women's ski adventures in places like Japan, Greenland, Chile, and Aspen. Reichelm says a lifelong career as a professional skier can take a toll on the body, but she still has a positive outlook on the sport. I think, well, how lucky am I? I make a living skiing. I'm out here on the hill doing what I love in a beautiful place. And does my body hurt? Yes. Well, I put some Tylenol and Ibuprofen in my pocket, and halfway through the day I I take that and put a smile on my face and and look at the beauty of where I am and and think about how fortunate I am to be doing what I'm doing. Reporter Kaya Williams caught up with Reichelm yesterday on The Gondola and Ajax. The Friday Morning Uphill Breakfast Club at Buttermilk will once again offer discounted meals to people who skin or hike to the Cliff House restaurant at the top. The program has historically offered one of the best breakfast deals in town, French toast or fried rice, for less than $8. But this year, uphillers have encountered much higher prices at the checkout line. The program was in need of a new sponsor, and the Aspen Chamber Resort Association has stepped up. In a letter to the editor of the Aspen Daily News, ACRA's Eliza Voss wrote that the organization was inspired by a sense of community they observed when they sponsored an uphill breakfast during winter school. Aspen snowmass and sunlight were reporting two inches of fresh snow on the slopes this morning. Another storm is predicted to move in early next week, bringing fresh powder to most mountains on Tuesday and Wednesday. In local arts and culture news, Carbondale Arts is now accepting proposals for gallery exhibitions at the Launchpad next year. Solo and group exhibitions are accepted. The gallery displays about half a dozen exhibitions each year in addition to its annual Valley Visual Art Show and Deck the Walls Holiday Market. Applications are due by May 1st. The Basalt Library will create a Willy Wonka-themed escape room this afternoon for teens who like a good challenge. Participants will team up in groups of two to six to solve puzzles and unlock clues for a golden ticket out of the escape room. And because it's Willy Wonka-themed, sweet treats will, of course, be provided. People can register for a 30-minute time slot at the library's desk. And looking ahead to next week, an opera about the life and times of Malcolm X will screen at the Wheeler Opera House in Aspen. It's part of the Metropolitan Opera's Live in HD series. The opera was composed by Anthony Davis and first premiered in 1986. This staging is directed by Tony nominee Robert O'Hara. Tuesday's screening is organized in partnership with the Aspen Music Festival. In statewide news, Colorado lawmakers are considering a bill that would allow for more drug overdose reversal medications in schools. KUNC's Lucas Brady Woods reports it would also add protections for those who administer them. Schools can already stock and distribute overdose reversal medications like naloxone, commonly known as Narcan. The new bill would allow students to carry them on campus, on school buses, and at school events. Lawmakers wrote the bill with high school students from Durango, who successfully pushed for a similar policy change in their district in 2023. Durango student Andre Craig testified in support of the bill. Craig lost his cousin to an accidental opioid overdose. I beg that you pass this bill so that we can prevent tragedies like this in the future. We must learn from these tragedies and move forward. The bill would also provide immunity from civil or criminal charges for staff members who administer the medication, including bus drivers. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the State Capitol. A new investigation has found that UC Health sues thousands of patients every year for unpaid medical bills, and most of those suits are filed under the name of a collections agency. Nine News and the Colorado Sun conducted the investigation with Colorado's News Collaborative and KFF Health News. They found that the state's largest hospital system was behind more than 15,000 lawsuits filed against patients in the last five years. Aurora resident Lorena Sanchez is one of those patients. In 2021, she was involved in an accident on I-25. Sanchez was uninsured at the time, and she told 9 News she was wary of expensive treatment. I just told them the only thing I need is an
2: x-ray just to see if my ribs are fine.
0: I don't, don't do anything else. Just that. She was taken to UC Health Hospital, where doctors performed an X-ray and a CT scan, and she was billed more than $24,000. After contacting the hospital numerous times, Sanchez was told she was eligible for charity assistance, which would reduce her bill to $6,000. But last July, she was served a lawsuit by a collections agency for the original amount. After questions from reporters, UC Health said there was a bill error and amended its lawsuit to reflect the reduced amount. Sanchez is still making payments and says her blood pressure and anxiety levels have skyrocketed. I already have so many
2: things to worry about, so I don't need that. I am very mad. It's because this country has so many beautiful things. Why will the system work this way? This is unfair.
0: Not all large hospital systems in Colorado sue patients over medical debt. The second largest hospital system in the state, For Profit Health One, and two large nonprofit systems, Advent Health and Banner Health, all say they do not sue patients. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanes, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.